Welcome back to Voice Club. This is a shorter podcast and one of three to come with my friend and brother on the way, Samuel Austin. Sam is the founder of LiveLearnEvolve.com, a digital portal for wisdom, curiosity and transformation. He's a designer, yoga teacher, psychonaut and student of Zen, alchemy and esoteric wisdom. This is a short dialogue about navigating mental loops and surrendering the ego in psychedelic experience. A conversation about these matters is never closed, but there's insight here that applies beyond altered states. Whether you're watching on YouTube or listening as a podcast, remember to subscribe and hit the bell to track upcoming releases. Much love. That's a click. (laughs) One thing that is, I hope, oh, I'm actually, I'm already doing it. This has already become self-recursive. I didn't even express the thought. (laughs) And now we're excluded from each other. (laughs) When I record introductions to stuff that I post, Uh because there is like the lights aren't on really so to speak there isn't the imperative to actually maintain dialogue with someone else you can sort of stop it's like oh i misspoke or something Mm -hmm. you're not you're not really committed it's like yeah you're not you're not truly committed to the dance and so i begin something and start talking i'd be like you fucking idiot click that again and there we go it's like i'm back (laughs) it's like good evening everyone good evening everyone yeah (laughs) it's it's kind of like a rebirth yeah it's (laughs) god that's tiring <laughs> i have to find a way to get out of that trap but it's like and then i was thinking to myself uh don't break what in you is able to actually commit to this right now <laughs> so that because that is i suppose one technical definition of wigging yourself out and you spoke too much weed it's like shit i'm stuck in it's like a loop here that i can't quite get out of and just move forward and there we go, loops. You know, perhaps this is an experience we've both shared on LSD, for example, or mm-hmm. on a psychedelic where you are trapped mm-hmm. in some sort of loop. Yes. I wonder if I could throw if I could throw something at you here, because this actually may be something we can articulate with some it might be helpful to some people watching this. And I want to be careful about any sort of conversation to do with psychedelics and flippant advocacy because it's absolutely not the thing to be flippant about no but these are powerful tools that can be used for great positive benefit god and there's so many there's so many disclaimers i even want to add to that statement one thing though that is experienced that is a negative experience for people is when when you are trapped in some sort of thought loop you can't escape Mm -hmm. and that seems the idea of that loop that seems resonant to a lot of the stuff we've been speaking about Mm -hmm. earlier so I wonder if you could articulate what it is to be uh, stuck in a loop more broadly and then perhaps how that shows up in psychedelics and then what can be done to alleviate or move through that torture. (laughs) Well, yeah, I've certainly been in a few psychedelic loops, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have perhaps been the most fruitful events when it comes to navigating the mental loops that say might come up in a sober mental perspective. It seems like 
those loops expose the fractal nature of the mind trying to wrap itself around reality and never quite being able to as reality is propelled by novelty and so it is always expanding and so the moment we have a map you know talked about before that that map never quite fits reality because again we're in a new more novel space again and that does seem to be part of the teaching with the psychedelic bardos too actually for sure because what are bardos can you well just those? just just dimensions that you seem to approach they're always um, like timothy lear and ramdas wrote a really beautiful book the psychedelic experience which is based on bardos kind of these levels or you could say uh, tests of awareness through the psychedelics whereby you're yeah you're you're tested almost by the experience to see kind of where you're at and they use the tibetan book of the dead to to kind of formulate these quite poetic verses that you could use to help someone through one of those experiences you could read it yourself or someone would read it out to someone else who's having a heavy time in the trip but aside from that it always seemed as if any suffering i was experiencing with within a psych psychedelic trip was some notion of grasping some notion of mental attachment and to the degree that i didn't attach the psychedelics seemed to accelerate that loop and also as they accelerate it other reference points seem to drop off so there's also a a, a conceptual dropping off of of other things that you can grasp to so that your mind is kind of forced and backed into a corner and one example of that i would say is with lsd had what what happened was language fell away and numerology was the only thing that was left just numbers and eventually went all the way down to just three two one nothing had one experience where for probably an hour the only thing that my ego was able to attach to was discerning the differences between the trinity then duality and then there not being anything anymore and it would continuously go out and and try to split that and the way this manifested was <laughs> a friend my friend um who was tripping with me and my cat mm -hmm. which entered the room and i couldn't figure out if there was three individuals mm -hmm. or if no the cat wasn't really involved in the experience and it was just me and my friend tugan right so just two again yeah but then i felt like i was seeing from tugan's perspective myself right and that so there was a, actually only one being yes and that seemed to loop around for eternity whether or not it was the cat involved 
the yeah, two the discernment. Or just oh, the there's one. three of us, and there's two of us, and there's one. I know there's nothing. And it just kept looping and looping. And it was... Yeah, it was pretty... Uh, it was difficult, very difficult. It wasn't necessarily suffering. But I've... To shift away from my own personal experience, I've heard that mirrored in many others too. Right. Where there's been a, a self-referential loop right. that seems to drop down to something very simplistic that they can't escape. Right. So all other reference points of reality seem to have fallen apart. And now it's just been this yes. dance between two things that they can't yes. get out of. Yes. And so the only way out of it, the only way out of it is, is through, again, the surrender of mind, yes. surrender of mental grasping so that you just allow reality again to be as it is. And I could give you countless other examples of that whereby the solution has been surrender. And I suppose that often conjures up a vibe of apathy within others to just surrender and let it go. But it, it seems to be the real act of courage to just say, do you know what? I don't know, actually. And when you allow that not knowing to come, paradoxically, it's like, you're rewarded with more than you could have ever imagined. And often, yeah, that is, it. that does seem to be some kind of um, dissolving away of conditioning that you've had from the past or, or some limiting belief around, around your identity, which actually dissolves with that experience. Mm -hmm. It's like an accepting of the loop in some sense isn't it uh -huh. accepting a decent synonym there for surrender yeah i would say so it's an accepting of reality mm -hmm. it's it's almost like you give up trying to add anything do you give up the need for it to be another way mm -hmm. is that perhaps Mm -hmm. a, a good way to absolutely this. yeah right yeah yeah right. yeah you know a lot of the times we're unhappy because because we want things to be different mm -hmm. there's a real liberation to to wanting what's actually happening right now mm. so accepting what's happening and that's what you mean by the the accepting it is in some sense a valuing of it for itself just as it is and the wanting would be well we want to be in touch with what is and the process of moving yeah. through all of that so that is that uh-huh yeah for sure because what's happening here in the psychedelic experience and not even necessarily just psychedelic sure. i mean i think this really happens a lot in in yoga a lot actually you're building fire in the body. Um, you're giving space through these asanas, through these postural movements. You're, you're allowing you're allowing certain thoughts and habits and conditioned thinking to arise. You're witnessing it with presence, and it's strange actually. Some postures seem to to be more provocative in that sense than others. 
and you're giving space to that and you're watching them come up and it's very similar to a psychedelic experience. And then that kind of shavasana where they lie in the corpse pose at the end is actually like an integration process. It's after all these movements, you then still the body and just allow what's happened to just settle a little, like a muddied lake or muddied river has kind of been twirled up and at the end you just kind of let it sit and let things be as they are. But certainly something that's worth pointing out is that the reason why you're accepting and letting go is actually because the things that you're holding on to don't actually have their illusions. They don't, a lot of the time they're, they're things that aren't actually there, they're mind made. You know, whether that's like a, again, some, some conditioning around the way that you're navigating reality that is based on an experience you have when you were younger that that doesn't have any any value actually to your present experience right it happened but it doesn't have any value now and you're holding on to it is is giving it fuel and that and then by letting go of it we're kind of throwing it into the fire in some ways. We're not, we're not negating it. Mm-hmm. We're allowing it to be. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yes, I, I agree with you. I think that the, the accepting of our delusion is an important, seems to me right now, an interesting turn of phrase. I find Wilbur's thought immense in particular the the synthesis of so much process to the terms to the phrase transcend and include mm-hmm. the sense in which you awaken um enable activate grow into a more in touch perspective but that in so doing you aren't, as you put it, negating mm-hmm. in entirety the the the, the value, um, or at least the, the the lineage of the value of a particular impulse or perspective. It one of the experiences I've taken from navigating psychedelics. In particular, a navigation towards greater intensity or depth associated perhaps with what people refer to as breaking through, which I think is relative anyway. Um, Because once your cup has been, once your cup is full or overflowed, like it could be a pond or a lake or an ocean, you're just a full cup at that point, you know, it's (laughs) like there can be that voice or let's let's there is that voice of course uh, let's say of concern mm-hmm. of of pain i'm losing something let's go back let's stop this this voice associated with the fear of death often mm-hmm. it's like the attitude i've found and i think this syncs up with what you're saying the attitude i've found to be helpful it is is not an attitude of like oh god that there's that voice again need to stop that thing you know don't be don't don't take a bat to it 
don't 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 bully it accept it right it's like you know what you can come along too i know you're just looking out for me you know mm-hmm. obviously you should care mm-hmm. it's fucking crazy what's going on right now mm-hmm. <laughs> like obviously you can mm-hmm. we should like there's a there's a there's a, a beauty to wanting to preserve as well um you know but but anything out of balance is an issue and so it's it's an accepting and but nevertheless nevertheless an opening and a and a moving forward mm. so and yes it's like sure then we discover that the thoughts that we've been identifying with or that previous conception that we've come to identify as ourselves that narrative self or fixed ego self for at least some period of time is in some sense an illusion but more a stage of development i would say more just not the final incarnation and sure we might say it 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 in its fixation never truly grasped the world but it was representative it was co-occurrent with lived being at least for that agent that consciousness you know which was navigating as it was and so there is that to be respected because god the 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 delusion the capacity for delusion and self-deception it's not it's not going anywhere you know that's coming with us all the way so the danger is always to in in resenting in resenting a part of your eternal nature like this is something to worry about something to take seriously um so it's like some sort of radical self acceptance required even mm-hmm. if that part of you is um ultimate, ultimately at one level a precursor or the younger version you know of of what it is you you one day will grow into here we should probably have yeah, a look and sure. reset that was a nice little segment there i yeah. thought we um, put something together there that's going to terrify our mothers and perhaps help <laughs> three psychedelically minded young people <laughs> yeah. yeah the the trinity of the cat and the other human was something that i'll never forget whether you're watching on youtube or listening as a podcast remember to subscribe and hit the bell to track upcoming releases much love